You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast, now on Google Play. With Steve Myers, Senior Editor. This podcast was recorded live in Secaucus, New Jersey at Supply Site East. Everyone, I'm Steve Meyer, Senior Editor of Natural Products Insider and Supply Side. I'm coming to you from Supply Side East 2019 in Secaucus, New Jersey. We just wrapped up our sports workshop on active consumers, and one of our fabulous speakers is with us, Holly McHugh, a marketing associate with Imbibe. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, you covered a lot of ground with sports beverages, especially tailored toward the active consumer um, market. And there were a few really interesting points that I was hoping you could elaborate on. And I think um, as we see active consumers coming into the sports nutrition market, they're bringing in some mainstream mentalities. And so this, this one aspect is definitely coming over from the mainstream, and that is sweetening beverages. So you, you could give us a little idea of what's going on with beverage sweeteners, um, are natural sweeteners playing, and maybe which ones are really the players? Sure. Um, so. We are definitely seeing a um, demand for sugar reduction or um, completely removing sugar and replacing it. Um, consumers still want that really sweet flavor, and especially in sports nutrition products, you have um, a lot of sweet flavors, sweet indulgent flavors like birthday cake or chocolate cake. So um, you want to keep those sweet without adding all the sugar and the calories. So. Um, from a sports nutrition perspective, I'm seeing a lot of brands transi transition from artificial sweeteners that are really common in those types of products to natural non-nutritive sweeteners like stevia and monk fruit are the main, main ones I'm seeing. I talked to a lot of brands at Expo West that said that they were either making that transition or have transition, transitioned already. Um, and then on the mainstream side, you have brands like Nesquik or Bolt House who have protein beverages and they're trying to reduce the amount of sugar and either um, you know taking some of it out or adding in like a monk fruit or something like that. Like in the case of Bolt House, they use monk fruit to sweeten their beverage. But um, Stevia is definitely the market leader for the natural non-nutritive sweetener category, especially because um, it's approved for use in uh, North America, Asian, and European countries. So that's a definite benefit. And there's been a lot of um, advances in Stevia technology. So um, you have a lot of really great tasting Stevia products now and also okay. flavors with modulating properties that can help mask some of those off notes of the natural sweeteners. Well, that's good because I do know that um, Stevia seems to, or at least has seemed to be a love it or hate it kind of flavor for all its great properties as a botanical and an alternative sweetener that is sort of like the main challenge. So it's great to hear that some technology is enabling um, better tasting Stevia products. And on that note, um, you mentioned something that sort of took me a little by surprise. I'm not sure why I did, but there are so many different types of water products. We've seen so many of them do well and find find white space where we didn't know there was white space. Um, protein in water. We're seeing protein in everything. I didn't expect to see it in water. I think of chalky protein powders, ready-to-drink mixes. What are you seeing there, and how is this possible? Yeah, so we're seeing um, a lot of growth in the protein water market, more brands uh, developing protein waters. And um, they're using um, whey protein and high acid formulations. And I mean, it's definitely a technically challenging project. You have to get it stabilized, get it clear. 
Um, but I mean, there's a lot of potential for protein waters and even enhancing protein waters with other ingredients because you have your vitamin waters, your antioxidant waters. So really it was only a matter of time before protein and even that brand physique, um, they have a sparkling protein water, which is their own uh, proprietary technology is patented. Um, so um, that's a really interesting new protein water and I expect to see more of that in the future. And visually, how do these protein waters play? I mean, what do they look like? Do they look like waters? Or? Uh, they do um, in the sense of like a vitamin water looks like water. Okay. I mean, they have uh, color, they have flavor, they have sweetener, um, which many of the waters out there do. Um, but yeah, it's it's completely clear and um, it's usually wow. a, uh, um, a quality uh, protein isolate that they're using to make those. And you mentioned whey. Will we see plant proteins in this type of formulation or not? So, um, at least um, from Imbibe, uh, we haven't uh, created a plant-based protein yet. Um, the plant-based, it's not as soluble, so um, getting that clear protein is a lot more challenging. Okay, very good. And then lastly, you mentioned something, and there's a lot of talk about personalization in the industry, um, both on the supplement side and I guess even in the functional um, product side. And you mentioned hyperpersonalization, and maybe you can explain that because I know it's a buzzword and not everyone understands it. Hyperpersonalization and, and why that's playing in beverages. Yeah, so I mean, there are a couple ways of um, you can look at hyperpersonalization. I mean, there you can go online and order, you know, a shampoo that is exactly for your hair because you put um, you put information in about yourself and it makes a product for you or um, you know you can pick and choose a meal kit but what I mean by hyper personalization for beverages is that there are so many functional ingredients out there that pick and, uh, consumers can pick and choose products that fulfill their individual needs so um, you know if you want to be able to think better there's a beverage for that if you want to uh, lose weight there's a beverage for that uh, if you want to I don't know um, recover faster. Recover faster. Yeah. There's a beverage for that. So, I mean, there's and there's really, like, a beverage for everything these days. If you want to be prettier, there's a beverage for that, you know. So that's what I mean when I say hyper-personalization. And um, often brands are also combining ingredients so that you can get multiple benefits. And um, that might appeal to... Uh, a wider variety of consumers, but if there's one specific thing you're looking for, there's probably a beverage for that, and if there isn't yet, there probably will be. <laughs> Very soon. Well, that's great, and thank you, thank you for joining us, and thank every, thank everyone for tuning in. That's it here from Supply Side 2019 in Secaucus. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the health and nutrition industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud account. 